hello and welcome to yet another episode of whatever this is. Um, I recorded the other one like a while ago and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna upload it, why not? So I think this is the second episode of A Seat at the Table and um, I want to talk about celebrity culture, stand culture, and um, the idea of idealizing somebody and putting them on a pedestal and stuff. Basically, I want to talk about cancel culture. What is cancel culture? To me, cancel culture is when the when the internet, okay, like a uh, majority of the internet, um, like says it's over for somebody. You know what I mean? Like they they sort of take away their platform they take away their social like you know their social privilege and all that and uh, they they um, they collectively like take the spotlight or the light away from them and shed shed the shed the truth on them and stuff like that so that people can be like aware to avoid this person okay and this is all like done on the cyberspace so that's that to me is cancel culture because to me rarely rarely does like online cancellation of somebody translate to real life cancellation of somebody because that never happens especially if you're white that never happens um and it's it's the idea of somebody having like stands right like a super fan to me, the idea of even being a celebrity is so out of, like, it's so whack. Sure, be a celebrity, but there's, like, this glorification about how they live, about how they treat people, about their families, about their loved ones, especially their loved ones. It's, like, this obsession. It's really this obsession about who they're dating, who they're, who they're with, and it's, it's like, super weird to me because, like, why are you so worried, so stressed out, so, like, you know, like, is that's taking so much brain power out of your day and like to just think about somebody else's love life it's super weird to me but anyways it's this idea that they have this person the celebrity have this person behind them the stand that's gonna literally come to your fence every time like something happens every time every time like you know some dirt is dug up on you um it's it's crazy because like a lot of a lot of like what from out from what i see okay there's like the predator side the sexual abusers and the rapists and all that they're getting away with it and the the idea is like why okay why why do, why do these like rapists who are, who are who have tons and tons of allegations take ian connor right a person who has 33 plus rape allegations around them and you will see not one single comment underneath his post being like you like you fuck you you rapist no it's like you're the goat um oh my god my slime type shit and it's 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 like from an outsider perspective not a stan not the artist from an outsider perspective a person who has seen you know all sides of the story and always is gonna believe the victim because that's the that's the only thing we have to do is support and believe the victim you see that right and 33 allegations 33 my guy okay and people are still supporting this abuser and rapist the answer is why 
there to me there's not one single answer okay there it can it can all boil down to that they don't give a shit but that's too surface level you know you like i'm not gonna like dig deep into the psyche of why somebody's gonna like support a racist that's your own sickness that's your own disease and i'm not gonna like you know i'm not gonna be here wasting time and wasting like you know time out of my day taking time out of my day to understand the psychology of somebody who supports a racist that's not something i want to do but you can't help but try to understand why the fuck would somebody support somebody like that again there is the reason of that they like they don't care right they don't care about like the the survivor they don't care about the victim they don't care about all that they really don't care they don't they just want to support this person that they've idealized so much so much that they don't see their wrongdoings right that's one part of it the other part is that they probably have done something in the past similar to that of the abusers same of the actions same allegations that they faced in their life in a way supporting this rapist sort of validates what they've done takes the blame out of them and sort of they can rationalize why somebody would do that in their head so their idea of supporting this person is a mere projection of them supporting themselves if that makes any sense and the third one the third like you know the third like reason i guess again i don't know why i'm doing this but the third reason is that they hate the the mere idea of like you know they they sort of have this edginess about them it's like i'm not gonna cancel this person just because they did this in another way they're downplaying it it's not that they don't care and it's not that they've done something in the past it's that they don't see it as a big deal again there there's a lot to unpack behind that ideology it's that they're downplaying the victim's hurt the victim the abusers for them have done not have done something wrong but it's not that wrong they can see that that they can see the abuse they can see the rape as something forgivable against rape is not something that is not forgivable rape is worse than murder rape is taking somebody's life into your own hand and crushing it that is what rape is it's the mental abuse it is the mental torture something it's torture taking somebody's somebody's voice away and da- and, and establishing power in the worst way possible and you're supporting somebody like that somebody who is an abuser somebody who 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 used their influence their power to abuse victims and to you that idea of like canceling that person is just too much sure you know like give them backlash but not not as much as backlash as you're giving them right now because they don't deserve that all what they did is just you know a little bit of abusing that's it they downplay the abuse and again there's a lot to unpack behind that ideology because no normal person is going to support a rapist okay if you are if you're supporting a rapist you're 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 an enabler of a rapist by association and i i don't know how people live with that how people live with the idea of that
and um there's a lot to delve with within that subject but i don't have like you know the mental power to do that right now um other thing that i want to uh, like talk about is um i think i talked about stan culture in the beginning like uh, last episode uh but I want to like delve into the idea of like putting somebody so high up the pedestal that they're beyond cancel culture. Um, if again I look at I look at a I look at a fan base, right? Like um, and I see their 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 allyship, their their like strong affiliation with this artist even though they don't know him, even though they don't they, they never met, even though all that they feel like this kind of connection, right? And that connection can sometimes be too much to a point where you cannot see something. And I think I've said that too, last episode. Um, and I'm going to relate it to cancel culture, right? So they put this artist on a pedestal. And for, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, whenever they mess up, they're beyond cancel culture they're beyond cancel culture because the fans will literally tell you that you're sensitive that you're being a snowflake that blah 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 you know they'll downplay your you being offended because they don't see that as something being like you know that to take offense from and that screams nothing but you're an idiot like you've got worms baked beans canned fish up there and uh, that screams that, and I don't think anybody should be like, should be proud to like say that so proudly on the internet. But anyways, the idea of supporting like um, a racist or rapist is something that I'm never gonna do, never ever in my life. I am going. Not only am I, I'm gonna attack that person with every might that I have, every occasion that I had. I'm gonna attack that racist, vile person right because they're doing actual tangible tangible this is not just on the internet this is tangible like influence that they have and it's harmful influence that they have but yeah so i'll take some examples okay like take the example of um what do you call him fucking six nine takashi uh takashi six nine the guy with the rainbow hair the guy with the lace front um He's a convicted felon, right? He's a convicted felon. That doesn't mean anything because I don't believe in the prison system and felonies in general. But let me, let me just say this. He's a pedophile. He's a pedophile. It's been recognized in the court that he's a pedophile, okay? Pedophile, a child diddler. And you're supporting him. Hmm. Hmm, what does that say about you? A pedophile supporter, Wow. That's so cool of you, bro. Like, you really are doing a lot right now. Like, you're supporting pedophiles to be like, wow. Wow. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. How embarrassing, bro. Like, come on. Come on. Supporting pedophiles? Supporting pedophiles? Supporting pedophiles? Are we kidding? But the thing is, he has a big fan base. He has a big fan base, right? He has a big, big, big fan base who will literally jump on you whenever you try to say anything related to the actual allegations of him being a vile, vile person. And the same reasons that 
I've said why somebody would support that. It's like they don't care. They've done something in the past and they're trying to rationalize their actions by, by supporting this person or they're downplaying the abuse and the raping. So it's these three reasons and like beyond, I'm sure. But mainly these three. Um, it's, it's, it's super humiliating for you to do that because you like it's it speaks volume of your character whether whether you like it or not the people who you support say something about you because i know for sure the fact that the people i like you know i'm not gonna say i stand because i again i'm a grown-ass woman why would i say i'm a stan of somebody sometimes i say i'm stan of luna but that's like in a joking way um but the idea of like um of like you know uh being a stan that's a whole like i really like i can't say enough i really can't say enough because it's a strange it's a strange phenomena it's like it's like a disease um but yeah anyways you take the other ex- i don't know what i was saying but i'm gonna pick up on another example um let's say jeffree star right several not several like literally a river a fucking ocean of like of like proof proof like actual tangible proof that he's a racist video proof that he's a racist uh, he hates black people every everybody around him he won't take pictures of black people he he, he has said the n-word multiple times you know what i mean multiple times okay and black people black people are coming forward to tell you that nobody like nobody in his supporters are like forgiving him if you are if you like I'm, I'm gonna say this okay if you support jeffree star you're a racist you really are a racist because whenever people think about racist they see the 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 the, the, the loud racist right the loud racist the, the racist who's saying the n-word the racist who's doing that and like you know uh, disrespecting black women the race the the person who's making blackface that's the that's the racist they see but a lot of times, the racist that, that's, that's making the most hurt, the most harm, is the person supporting that loud racist. That makes you a racist too. Because why are you supporting a racist? You have something joint. You have something in common. You, you're not seeing the problem. Because if you do, if you actually see and heard, if you're not actually racist, right? If you're, if you're anti-racist and you're supporting, like, and you're uplifting people of color and black people, you're not gonna support somebody like that because you're just a racist as well take shane dawson somebody who has made blackface multiple times passed it on as a joke right again the idea of like saying something racist and saying oh it's a it's just a joke right and it's just something i did in my past no 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 you know what i did in my past you know what I did in my past? And this is coming from somebody who was isolated, okay? Who did not have the same educational access as a lot of these people. Who saw somebody who has lived in the Middle East, okay? And around people who were like, you know, was not exposed to that side of the internet where it was educational. I never fucking said the N-word. I'm pretty sure I've like, you know, when I was like seven or something, said it in a song while I was listening to like Nelly on my iPod and didn't know the, the meaning like at all. I like literally did not know what it meant. I'm pretty sure I did at that point. But maybe like once or twice. And then I found the internet and I was like, oh shit, this is fucked up and I'm going to find I fight everybody who says that. 
there's where you pick up there's where you like you know what i mean like but you're telling me this man who was 22 at that time right 23 the same age as i am who had access to the internet he was all over myspace who knew the, the implications of the n-word because they they were taught that in their educational system you're gonna tell me that he didn't know that it was a different time back then that it was a joke back then no no everybody knows back then what what blackface meant i'm so sorry like what you're racist like you're here supporting somebody like that if you're if you're like giving your time and space to like you know support and watch somebody like that i'm sorry you're a racist too you're racist too you're racist too so exhausting that like the fact that people like don't understand i don't know i'm pretty sure they understand it's just their their like their their ideologies and way of thinking are racist bigot big like filled with bigotry um like you know what i mean like filled with misogynoir especially more than misogyny it's misogynoir and their behaviors like don't reflect change and that's another part of like cancel culture right people say that cancel culture is toxic first of all cancel top cancel culture is not real okay it's something that like it's something that i wish was real oh my god do i wish is real sometimes i can see that it's toxic because like what has this person really done and i can see their change i can see them changing rarely does that happen wallahi rarely does that happen it's probably like i can't recall on top of my head i can't recall somebody who has actually like learned from their mistakes but i'm pretty sure there is somebody like that but anyways um but it's a it's a very select few um to me castle culture is not real not one bit it's it's an illusion it's a delusion that people like to think it's real to invalidate somebody and like cancel culture is so toxic and you be a part of it and it's a way to support their uh their like you know their fave um anyways so <sighs> what, what what was i gonna say oh yeah cancel culture is not real why it's not real i approve of it's not real go to ian connor's page go to Ka- to takashi 69's page go to jeffrey star's page there's getting millions and millions and millions and millions and growing millions of supporters. Castle culture is not real because people don't fucking give a shit. People just de- generally don't give a fuck. <sighs> I wish I wish they were held accountable. I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I'm pretty like I, I think I'm gonna see it in my lifetime. But then again, white privilege is not going to go away in my lifetime. And I know that. And I, it's super sad that I'm not going to be living in a, in a place where, like, white privilege is abolished. <laughs> um, it's still going to be there because it's it's so ingrained. It's, it's going to take a while to unlearn and unpack and undo. Um, but that's a different topic. Um, anyways. Yeah, celebrity culture. Um, oh, that's that's one thing that I want to like touch on, and that's the last time I'm gonna talk about this because like uh, I want to talk about other things um, on this podcast. Um, but I just felt like some of the things that I said last episode was not was not completed. Like my ideas were not were not like you know uh, completed. So 
this is just a part like a continuation of what happened last episode the other thing is like celebrity culture and i think that ties it all in right i said the idea of putting somebody in a pedestal so high that you can't see their faults i hate celebrity culture i really do i i think it gives them a sort of immunity even though a lot of times these celebrities are egotistical maniacs who hoard money like like with beyonce i can i can definitely say that beyonce is problematic because to me she's a billionaire right she's a billionaire she's a billionaire like share some of your wealth jeff bezos a fucking demon a trillionaire soon to be a trillionaire these are all problematic people but a lot of times whenever you say something like beyonce is problematic or anything it's it, it comes off as like oh i'm disrespecting this person no i can recognize her talent and i support her talent and i support her music but at the same time i can critique you know i can critique what what she is and what she isn't doing because she has so much power like power that we can't even imagine and is it being used in a productive way no 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 she's not doing enough i'm so sorry she's not doing enough like she's i'm sure she she she's using her like platform to donate and stuff like that but how much of it is big philanthropy and how much of it is genuine but anyways um and that's not to say i don't support like um beyonce's art i think she's one of the greatest artists to ever live um again i i'm pretty sure i said that last episode but yeah um anyways yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna like end the episode right here um hello and welcome to another episode of a seat at the table um this episode i want to talk about energies <laughs> um i don't know like um yeah uh i want to talk about preserving and protecting your energy harvesting your energy um like mm, realizing where your energy is like can be exhausted and can be uh like uh nourished sources of nourishment sources of exhaustion and all that and dealing with um putting out a un- an energy and getting that energy back from the universe um i think that i'd like to think of myself as somebody with like i don't think i have the most purest energy i don't think i do and do i want that i don't think so i don't think that everybody has this has a pure energy ever you know there's like a yin and a yang to everything in life um some people have more yin some some people have more yang it's just like you know everybody has that has that proportion um it's very hard to find somebody with like 50/50 yin and yang. You know what I mean? It's always one side that triumphs the other and that's the personality that shines out the most to people. But sometimes that it's yeah, it's the other way around or whatever. I'm like 
I'm not going to delve into that too much. But um, when I talk about energies, I talk more about actions and their consequences in life. That Your actions and, your and, the, and those actions, consequences in life. Um, to me, that's energy. Like, that's putting out an energy up there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, energy is not just something that is non-verbalized. When people think about energy, they think of a tangible, quantifiable thing, right? I mean, uh, I mean, they t- they think of it as non-tangible and non-quantifiable. They think of it as, like, you know, like, something that is just put out there. It's an energy that you put out there. But what exactly do you put out there? A lot of the times, the energy is something that is a result of something that's tangible, something that is... There's something that has happened, something that is quantifiable a lot of the times. Um, and sometimes that energy comes back to you in tenfold. Sometimes you don't get that energy back. The universe works in like ways that we will never understand in our lifetime uh, or maybe ever. Um, but what the important thing, like what the universe has taught us, like when we're looking at the historical data, was that... Once you put out a good energy there, it will come back to you. It will come back to you. You know what I mean? Like if you're a good person, you you're you have to trust that you're going to go out a good person. And that's all that matters. So that's the that's the that's the reward of having a, a positive energy. Okay. Now that we've talked about that, that's that's basics. Everybody knows that. But I want to talk about chakras, right? You have five chakras. And um, one of the most important ones, in my opinion, like, and some, and a, and a chakra that is most over, like, looked, overlooked, is your throat chakra. People only know what you're thinking when you're verbalizing it. 90% of the time, people are not clairvoyant. People are not going to, you know, understand your inner thought process unless and until you clearly verbalize it. Um, until then, it's just assumptions and, and misconceptions, right? So once you verbalize it and use your throat chakra in a, in a productive and, and like, and in a, in a loving way, right with positive intentions your throat chakra becomes your most powerful one that's the that's the chakra that is going to control the rest of how all the all the four chakras blend and work together and that is going to result in you and who you are as a person so if you really think about it, what you say has so much implications and what you don't say has just as much implications as what you do say. So an example of this, say you, say you see something bad happening, right? See, see you see something awful happening. Your throat chakra has two options and as a, and as a consequence, you have two options. So you either stay quiet or say something. And now, and and here's the here's the like the 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 thing. You have to pick your battles. It's not you know the instance is like you have to say something. No, you ha- you can pick your battles. You can really pick your battles because sometimes saying something is counter is counterproductive. It just exhausts you. It, it, it depletes your energy and is not productive. Not one bit. Not one bit. 
and that's when you realize that you just have to like simmer down and reserve that energy and reserve that energy for somebody who is going to listen and for it to be a productive conversation giving out your energy to people is like so exhausting and i and i say that to a lot of people i tell them like um if i am like exhausting your energy please let me know because sometimes i feel like i am a little bit too overwhelming or too or or like you know uh, it's a lot hearing hearing like problems that i put out and i don't really put out i don't talk to people about my problems like a lot like i really don't it's probably like to three people at the most (laughs) maybe four so i really don't talk about my problems a lot and it's not just like something that i'm like consciously doing it's just something that it's like why should i why should i just like let it out if it's not going to be productive and it's not going to result in any healing from both sides the person who's hearing me and me so why am i saying this so um when i'm when i'm talking about that right it's an exchange of energy sometimes people can deplete the energy once you're exchanging energy with somebody it's it's uh, there there can be a misbalance of how the transfer of energy comes by so um say i keep on i keep on telling you about my problems and you and you're finding it exhausting and exhausting because it is exhausting hearing about other people's problems uh, and uh, like i'm not saying uh, like there are certain matters that's where you have to listen it doesn't matter where you're exhausted or not you have to listen but there are a lot of instances where like some people's problems and them just emotionally dumping all the time on you is extremely unhealthy. Like people don't realize how unhealthy it is. It's It stems from trauma bonding. It stems from all that. But at the end of the day, it is emotional dumping. So once you start emotionally dumping con- continuously, sometimes, you know, like there is there is a that element in relationship in human relationship where like you you share emotions as a form of bonding and that's completely okay that's how humans have bonded for centuries and centuries and eons and you know what i mean like before fucking dinosaurs probably the dinosaurs have done it too that's how species usually communicate is by sharing emotions but when it becomes sadness and trauma and 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 emo and um, and like raw harsh emotions that are just that's the only thing being shared your energy is gone you have no energy for yourself and that's a lot of people don't see that a lot of people think that you know they're being there for somebody right they're 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 they have to do that because this person has gone through a lot this person has gone through hell and back of course i have to be there for them of course i'm going to be there for them but at the same time are you willing are you willing because not everybody has that capability and you might think you have that capability in you but nobody in the world has that capability to to like absorb this much trauma because at the end of the day you're exhausted you're depleted you have no more energy to care and love for yourself truly care and love for yourself so and i try to point that out to people like uh, i try to point that out to people and say um like you're being exhausted and i can see it that you're 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 losing yourself in trying to solve other people's problems and issues you're you're not making 
yourself a priority. And you're lost in the sauce, basically. <laughs> but um, another another side of the coin is um, it's the other way around and stuff like that. But I'm not going to delve too deep into that. Um, <laughs> another thing is that um, people seek um, like... One of the like one of the examples of like energy exchange, right? It's an arm conversation. Everything around us is an energy exchange. But one example is going to a therapist. You're going and emotionally unloading to a therapist. This is a professional person. This is why I seek therapy is because it's it's an emo- it's a per- it's a professional person that is willing and capable and trained to to listen to you and and like take on that burden of your emotions right because they're they're professionally trained but normal people like you know your friends your family uh acquaintances they're not trained for that that energy is going to deplete it it's going to completely deplete it so that's why like therapy i think is a great option and i really wish to continue it irl one day and just like you know continue working on myself because i feel like it's going to help and whenever i say therapy i really don't i don't think that i'm like i just need to talk to somebody um not um, i'm not sad i really am not sad i'm not you know i'm i don't think i suffer from like um grieve grieve mental illness my my mental illness is is not like is not something that i like think that I need to worry about or like pay much attention I mean I mean I pay attention to it because that's why I'm going to therapy but I'm I'm not I'm not to a dangerous level of like my mental health going to shit I don't think I am at that not one bit but it doesn't mean that I shouldn't go to therapy <laughs> you know what I mean it doesn't it doesn't need for me to be like to be at my lowest point to go to therapy that's not how therapy works whenever you feel the need to go to therapy or feel like it's going to help you help your growth help your emotions help help you sort out like you know certain things help you decide certain things um get to the roots of things and heal from the past it's you you a lot of it is yourself you know like it's not it's not like you're not strong enough to not do it alone but it's also you doing it yourself. In fact, I'm going to say that therapy is more than doing it yourself. Therapy is you. It's all you. It doesn't matter who your therapist is. It's you. You're doing the work. You're getting yourself out of there. It's not your therapist. It's you. So it's personal work. And a lot of peep time people think that um, they can be their own therapist. And sometimes it works. You know, sometimes it works. It's worked for me for so long and it still works for me. But it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Again, it's an energy. It's it's an exchange of energy that needs to be had. It needs to be verbalized. People don't understand. Again, it comes back to the throat chakra of just verbalizing things. Use your throat chakra. Don't let everything boil up because once that throat chakra gets clogged up, clogged up, clogged up, you're going to explode. And it's going to come out ugly. It's going to come out in in destructive ways. You're going to see it in your future. You're going to see your actions change. You're going to become, you know, a different person and not a uh, a present person to be around because you have not dealt with it. You've not verbalized your pain. 
again, I'm not a, I'm not like a PhD in psychology or anything. I'm just, and a lot of times things are not that deep. Let me just say that. Like that's my conclusion to all of this. Sometimes things are just not that deep, and sometimes they are. Same. Sometimes they are, and it's just a learning process, I guess. Like <laughs> I saw this tweet. Um, <laughs> it was so freaking funny. It was like. It was like ghosting people is an is a is a trauma response because it's like I'll leave them before they leave me and I'm like no maybe like I just don't want to talk to this person and I feel extremely uncomfortable and they were like yeah well that's also like a trauma response you're not being confrontational no no choose your battles choose your battles and preserve your energy you do not being confrontational and 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 like comfort confronting people is not always the right thing to do it's not always the right thing to do and it's very easy because it's a quick fix right i mean as like um, it's hard to confront people but it's very easy to say just confront people but it's way more complex than that it's way more complex than that to just confront people and sometimes honestly like ghosting people is just you preserving your energy and being like yeah like I'm not interested in you. You don't seem to be getting like, you know, me saying that I do not want to talk to you anymore. I will be ghosting you because that's me preserving your my energy and yours at the end of the day. So sometimes people just need to like, you know, pick their battles and stuff like that. Understand, educate yourself, read about, read about uh, like things, grow yourself as a person, um, see see everything from a from a different perspective just not your own all the time um you know explore yourself oh i can't i can't stress that enough it's just everybody is so complex not not a lot of people (laughs) no let me remind that some of y'all have the complexity of like a snail um but um i'm not saying like be complex like this complex person no I'm, i'm saying like you know explore your potentials and explore your thinking and thoughts and and like critique your ideologies as much as you can because that's one thing that helped me a lot is critiquing my own ideologies is critiquing what i believe in like for example my political views i've critiqued them i've seen uh, you know like i've seen things from a different perspective i've i I, i'm still learning about about politics i'm still learning about the socioeconomic structures i'm still learning about the infrastructure i'm still learning about the economy it's it's learn just learn about things learn about things to grow and heal with it with learning comes healing and i know i sound like a like you know like something right now like a certain kind of way but it's just it's 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 like you know there's some real shit (laughs) and yeah just grow heal work on yourself prioritize yourself um yeah put put good energies out there um try to learn about the universe you know, try to learn about how the universe affects you and how you affect the universe. And yeah, love yourself. Peace, love, serenity. <laughs> wow. Wow, I, I'm so corny. This is the corniest podcast I've, I've, I'm ever going to do. This is the last one. But it's some real shit, okay? Th- talk about throat chakras. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh my god. 
Oh my god, I'm a heathen. I'm a I'm a heathen, like literally. Anyways. Um yeah. Peace. Hello stinks. <laughs> what was that? A Seth Rogan there? You know Seth Rogan supports Israel? He was the perfect white man for me. Until I found that information out. Do you know that Pharrell also supports the idea? That is why I don't listen to Pharrell at all. Do you know that Lana Del Rey supports the idea? Hence, and the sport. <laughs> I keep track of this. I don't like. I don't know if you guys have like the moral compass to not listen to these artists once they like, you know, done the problems. Uh, support literally like murderers. Um, yeah, I keep track. Why? Because this shit matters. This shit really fucking matters. Not to y'all. But anyways, I'm really, like, on, I'm on here being like, you guys suck. I'm a better person. And it's true. It's true. What do you want from me? But I don't want to talk about that today. Today, I want to talk about the idea of being a local. <laughs> What a key, literally what a key, like... <laughs> I think I'm like one of the few people who used locals, like... Again, I'm a pioneer to this shit, I really am the blueprint! I'm the blueprint! But nobody wants to believe that. Me and my hundred followers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, honestly, I think I use like local and i know who the people who like coined it are like especially in the arab world i know the exact people who started saying that shit is like spread like wildfire and i was like one of the first people to like actually like use it as like lingo and shit and i i also like call everybody a local i was like my mom's such a local she like big like she she like had shakshuka for like breakfast and i was like oh my god what a local i really was like on ketamine back then like natural like naturally produced ketamine i really like was on something halal poppers because <laughs> like i was demented i really was back in 2016 demented absolutely like haywire brain rot to the extreme ends um and i used to be like oh my god what a local but then in the recent years i, I mean like mind you local as a concept was like created i think back in 2016 is when it really took off especially like an arab twitter and you know and then the other proceeded but um yeah 2016 or like 2015 i don't know i don't know exactly when but yeah anyways so like that's when it really took off and like it was fun calling other people locals for being like racist and like homophobic you'd call them out for that and it started something wonderful you know what i mean it started something like oh you're clowning your local racist your local you know your local homophobe you're clowning him for doing all the local shit that you know narrow-mindedness it, to me it explains narrow-mindedness and just you know not stepping out of the box which is you know you don't have to step out of the box don't step out of the box if you don't want to don't step out of it but also don't be racist and homophobic but away from that connotation we're gonna move on to define what 
local means now. Local is used to describe anything and everything. Oh, you're listening to Ariana Grande? Fuck you, you local. Like, what? Oh, you, um... You took a picture at golden hour. Oh, you're such a local. Oh, ew. It's like you're not... You live a little. You know, heal from that. Heal. Heal. Like, live a little. Liberate yourself. And that's one side of the cone. The other side of the cone. I have this one guy on Twitter. And he follows me, okay? He has, like, 8,000 followers. And he's a Bahraini Twitter user, I guess. Uh, yeah. And he just tweeted today, okay? Locals should have never seen Peaky Blinders because they still think they're Thomas Shelby. Shelby? Yes. He tweeted that. And I'm like, look at your timeline. Like, look at your feed right now. Look at your, like, profile. It's one, like, local, quote-unquote, local tweet after the other. You are the local you're talking about. So why are you clouding locals for what they should and should not watch? Why are you policing people? And I'm, I, I know it's not that deep. I really know that it's not that deep. But honestly, this shit is so fucking embarrassing to see. Like you're, again, it goes back. It goes back to my first episode where I talked about act your fucking age. You know what I mean? Like you're, what, 25 talking about people being locals. People watching a certain show makes them a local. People liking a certain music makes them a local. Live a little, you know what I mean? Heal, heal from it. Whatever you have, like you're talking about this every five working days, talking about local this, local that, local, local, local. You're the local, like you're clouding yourself too. And I like, it's just, it's embarrassing to see. And and like people are, are like, Okay, then this is the replies. I, I, I'm not like going ham. I'm really not involved in this person's like, you know, life and shit. I really like, it's not weighing on me. It's just, oh, damn, again, again. Like, l- let people live. Oh my God, says me. <laughs> Listen, I have my boundaries to where I, I allow and not allow it. Okay, I, it's not just one way goes all with me. Okay, whatever that means. So he tweeted about Peaky Blinders or whatever. I never watched one episode of it. So <laughs> I'm not a local. <laughs> Anyways, the locals are about to attack you. Oh my god. I swear they wear a suit and smoke a cigarette and they they actually start to think they're Thomas Shelby. No offense, but after two seasons I'm like bored because all he does is fight and smoke like chillax who wronged you. I actually watched the season two got up with other things. Girl, why am I so involved in this? Anyways, I digress. But um yeah, it's super embarrassing, bruh. Like, you know. Go chase somebody, chase a life, baby. Um and if you wanna be a local, go go be a local. I- I'm giving you that liberation, that you know, freedom to be a local. Be a local listen to ariana grande today you know (laughs) imagine is a good song (laughs) oh god but i do think that there are certain people that like people's Ooh, what english (laughs) what english (laughs) there i do think there are certain people who um really embody 
the, the, the local narrative that I have defined in my head which is like you know <laughs> racist listens to the same dragged out romanticized shit over and over again it's people who listen to like XX Tentacion and like I definitely will still call people like locals and shit but like it will be justifiable trust me it will be justifiable it's not like local is a slur anyways all I'm saying is that get off the internet you know live a little go outside have a life and this is coming from me okay but you know read a book pick up a novel write a novel no don't write a novel because I've seen some of the creations you know make a playlist I, I really this whole podcast thing is just me giving ideas on how like you can do other things you can have a life anyways liberate yourself do whatever fun is to you you know what I mean as long as you're not hurting other people and as long as you're not corny this is, this is so important <laughs> don't be corny <laughs> uh, anyways I'm, I'm just kidding but yeah just like freaking free yourselves you know don't have to be something or the other just don't be fucking weird that's it don't be fucking weird wording me out again every day wording ream out every day weirding me out bye bye anyways oh yeah one thing i want to end this episode on future ream you should listen to this track listen to this track when you're feeling a certain kind of way crack baby by mitski Listen to it, listen to it. You'll feel better, Reem. Bye-bye. Good night.